Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of The Road Podcast. Uh, my name is Perry Tong, and I'm joined by my friend, Karin Sarai. Hey, everyone. How are we doing today? Amen, man. And so we are truly excited to start this journey with you all. Uh, our production here is called The Road Podcast, because in Judges 5, it says, You who ride on white donkeys, sitting on your saddle blankets... And you who walk along the road, consider the voice of the singers at the watering places. They recite the victories of the Lord, the victories of his villagers in Israel. The roads we walk are full of twists and turns. As we walk along these roads, who we are is tested, but we are also brought to places that determine who we become. The Road Podcast will be highlighting the walks of God's people and how they have found meaning as well as grown deeper in their relationships with God as they walk the road of life. Yeah, and uh, really when I think about roads, Perry, uh, you know, ultimately in, our, in the Bible and in the path we choose to follow when we follow Jesus, the, road, the roads all lead to the same place. It leads to serving God. It leads to heaven. It leads to uh, glorifying his kingdom. Uh, but the walks we take to get there... Uh, can be somewhat different. You know, there's twists and turns in a road. Sure. Sometimes you fall down. Uh, sometimes you're literally crawling. Uh, but the important thing is that you keep going. And what we really want to focus on uh, is the, the the people's walks. And uh, there's different ways people walk. And, uh, you know, today we're going to be introducing ourselves and our walks. But in the future, we're going to be introducing other people in different ways they've walked and uh, what they've learned uh, on their walk. Um, you know, so to start off, you know, Perry, what, what places walking with God brought you to? That's a great question, man. Um, gosh, I think so obviously to hear to this podcast, I think it's, it's brought me to being able to have a, just a, a fun life, uh, a life that doesn't have to be certain about where I'm headed or where I'm going, but a life that has allowed me to be content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a walk that's allowed me to really fulfill one of my discipleship dreams of help and lead in God's kingdom. Uh, That's something that I feel really passionately about. And uh, not only just leading in God's kingdom, but leading God's people and and having close and deep relationships with his people and uh, being able to have these really deep friendships that if I hadn't be, if, if I weren't walking with God, I don't think that I would be able to experience and this mm-hmm. unique way. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like, I think it'd be good to even hear like for you, how has your walk with God, how has it brought you to this place as well? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, it's really interesting. It's been filled with a lot of ups and downs, I think as a, as a lot of other people's walks have been. Um, but yeah, like, you know, specifically Lawrence was a place I was baptized in. Uh, almost six years ago now, and uh, even though I've come back, it's it's not the it's not the same person uh, coming back. You know, six years is a lot of time, and uh, I've learned a lot of things uh, throughout that walk, um, and I've uh, matured in a lot of ways, and I still have a lot of ways uh, to grow in. Uh, so, I I started as a campus student, and I'm I'm coming back as a yo pro now, and have a job, and. I still want to glorify God's kingdom, and I'm learning new ways uh, to do that now with having a full-time job. Uh, and I think that's something, you know, people that graduate college, they all have to learn. Uh, you know, there's no more 
I, it's not that there's no more campus ministry, but it's like it's not that everyday uh, hustle ne- necessarily of uh, seeing every all your buds on campus and uh, being able to have ease of access to reach out every day. Um, so you know, my walk, I'm I'm just trying to learn this new phase of what it means to be a post grad uh, disciple right now, and um, it's it's tough, but you know, it's something I'm eager to learn. Amen. Yeah, I think you have a really kind of a, a unique perspective going on right now, or just maybe even a unique stage of life. Um, I'm interested. How did how did going to Kalamazoo affect who you are now? And now that you're back in Lawrence, uh, helping out with the Yopros here, and have these new experiences from seeing different ministries in a different church, how did you grow? And how has it impacted who you are now today? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I went to Kalamazoo a very broken person. Um, I had just lost uh, my ministry position in Kansas City. You know, you're well aware of that. Um, but I, I needed to do something faithful. Like, uh, I was worried that if I just stayed with the pandemic going on, with us just having online services, not seeing each other a lot, um, I wouldn't have been in a good place. Uh, I think a lot of people had that concern in general when the pandemic started. Is like, okay, now we're not seeing our brothers and sisters. Now we're we're not having uh, in-person devos. We're not doing all these fun things that we're so used to doing in the summer or when just in general without a pandemic. Um, and I just really need to go do something faithful. Uh, I sensed it in my heart. Uh, there was a part of uh, uh, malfeasance in my heart as well uh, that sensed that I just wanted to get out of Kansas to get out of Kansas because I, could, I couldn't really take uh, my failure. I couldn't take living with my failure and losing my job. Um, so I went to the mission team, and admittedly, it wasn't all for, for all the right reasons. Um, it was to, um, some right reasons were to get back on my feet, to learn what it was to follow God without ministry, um, to stand uh, and make, keep walking. Uh, but some other reasons were I, I wanted to glorify myself. Uh, and I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, yeah, I wanted to glorify myself. I wanted to prove something. Uh, but really, I, go, looking back, I had nothing to prove. Like God loves me uh, for who I am. And he just appreciates the fight that we all give. And uh, if we follow him wholeheartedly, that's that's what he asked for, to uphold his mission, to follow him wholeheartedly, to love the Lord your God. So um, yeah, I learned a lot about my character, Jaron. Uh, shout out to Jaron if you're listening. Um, but he is an amazing mentor. Uh, he called me out for everything that was in my heart right off the bat. Uh, and he helped me realize different ways I needed to grow. And he encouraged me that by coming on a mission team, I was actually healing and getting better rather than staying and not doing that much. So uh, those are some different things I learned. I hopefully answered your question there. Amen. Yeah, I did. Um, I think something else that as you're talking that comes to mind and something I'm interested to know from your experience was you mentioned that you realized whether it was in reflection or just being up there and thinking about where you were at with your walk with God that the motivation for being in Kalamazoo or going to Kalamazoo it wasn't necessarily out of a heart to glorify God more than it was a heart to prove something to yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm kind of interested to see or to hear how you feel like Maybe that heart uh, led you astray or how it affected your experience overall there. 
Yeah, uh, that's a really good question again. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think about February or January it hit. Like when I first got there, you know, hit the ground running, I felt good. I felt good about being in a new place, uh, having church in person in September. I don't think a lot of churches were having church in person in September yet. Um, just being able to sing worship songs. But I think I was having a D time uh, with some of the other guys in February, and I just came out admittedly. And I said, I'm not excited about being here. And it sucked for me to say that because everyone else was excited to be there. And very well, they should be because you're, you're on a mission team. But I should have been as well. And that's when I really sensed that something was wrong in my heart. Like um, I was prioritizing myself over the church planting, uh, over the mission team. Uh, and I had a lot of unresolved stuff, uh, left here in Lawrence and in Kansas in general, um, based off of losing my job. And I needed to go to counseling therapy, which I just started actually yesterday. Um, and I had to fix a lot of what was broken. Like I didn't pick up the pieces. I just kind of relocated myself to a different place. And, uh, because I didn't pick up the pieces, the problem was going to reoccur again and again, um, there's just this discontent in my heart uh, and this pride uh, and this need to prove myself because I failed so miserably in my eyes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's when it started showing up for me. Um, it definitely showed in the way I interacted with people, uh, in the way I reached out. Um, you know, I wasn't wholehearted in it. And uh, uh, it taught me a lot uh, to keep eyes open uh, into myself because, you know, sin is a very dangerous thing. And uh, I think sometimes uh, in our walks with God, we highlight certain sins above other sins. And uh, specifically, sometimes we deny the sins of the heart. We deny pride. Uh, we deny egos, um, whatever else, anger, uh, jealous thoughts. Uh, and it really highlighted that, you know, all sins on the same playing field. And uh, now I have a better eyesight towards those sins in my heart because of this experience. Amen. Yeah, well... Um appreciate you answering that, man. I think that's just a relatively deep answer. Uh, and it takes a certain level of reflection to be able to have that. Uh, I think for our listeners to even hear that kind of vulnerability, um, you know, the reason that we share so vulnerable in that way, or maybe even can even talk about that is because we, I think a goal for this podcast is is to be able to highlight different ways that God's people can not only be vulnerable with one another, but vulnerable with God to the point where we can experience true grace. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's true. Our our experiences in life they they shape who we are and they shape who we become. But what we see in the Bible is that we're God's workmanship, you know. And so mm-hmm. God plays a plays an essential role in allowing us to grow from these things that at one point kind of ruled us in a way. Um, as you share, man, I can definitely relate. I think uh, throughout my short discipleship, I've been, a, I've been a Christian probably about three and a half years now, give or take, and um, that hasn't been absent of feeling like uh, feeling like an idiot sometimes or like... Mm-hmm. Like somebody who just, you know, I, I put my foot in my mouth probably a lot. I've, I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, so I can definitely relate to where you're at. And 
I think it's awesome that you're willing to share so vulnerably about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. And, uh, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, uh, I remember talking to you like, what is five years ago now? Uh, you came out to volleyball and we, we like, I think I shared my testimony. I was only a six month old (laughs) disciple. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, and I talked to you for like two hours. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was one hour. We weren't playing volleyball. It felt like two hours. (laughs) It felt like two hours. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this dude is really not that interested. Um, but you know, you defeated my assumption, uh, you know, stereotype about you not being interested. And, uh, you came through and it it was years later, but you've made that journey with God. And, uh, it kind of leads me to uh, a question I want to ask you. Um, I, you know, you always have had a very strong personality. Uh, and that's something I think a lot of people look up to you for. Um, I noticed in my heart when I, when I started leadership, uh, that, uh, I was, I was seeking to glorify myself. I noticed in a lot of men, uh, that I was seeking to glorify myself. Uh, and I'm going to lay that out there. I, I was, um, but, uh, in your heart, when you started being a disciple, did you ever feel that a bit? And if so, how did you kind of correct your view? Um, how did you kind of realign, uh, to get on the right path and remove that from your heart? That's a good question. That is a good question. I think so. You're kind of you're talking about an interaction that happened probably seven years ago, mm-hmm. um, and that yeah, it did feel a lot longer than probably how long we talked. Uh, but hey, amen for you continuing to share your faith, man. Um, gosh, I think I first kind of had a passion to really be in leadership when I was studying the Bible. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not I knew exactly what that meant, um, you know. I think it remained to be seen. Uh, but I, I think that when I was studying the Bible, I had I didn't know what it looked like to be in ministry. I didn't know what it looked like to be uh, a leader in God's kingdom. Uh, all I knew was I felt passionately about helping people change their lives through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't make me perfect. That didn't mean that I knew how to make my own life change through the Bible. Um, I think what it did show me was that when I communicated that, that a lot of the parts and areas of my, my heart and my spirituality that weren't sacrificed or given to glorifying God, uh, they became highlighted. And I think that like anybody who is, who becomes a Christian or anybody who takes up this, uh, a, a goal of bettering themselves they kind of have to mourn the, the aspects of their, their personality or who they are that don't lend themselves to reaching that goal of becoming a better person. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, it, it can, it's come out in a lot of different ways. I think right now, um, something that I'm kind of focusing on is, isn't so much as trying to fit into a mold of what I think a leader is. Um, I, I think that, we can look up to a lot of people in our lives and, and having, have, have things that we admire about people. Um, and more often than not, I think we can try to take those things and be those things when mm-hmm. that's not necessarily who God made us to be. And so I think right now what I'm learning is that if I'm really going to glorify God, 
I'm not going to try to be somebody I'm not. And I'm going to be as genuinely messed up as I am. Um, I'm not going to run from my emotions. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to allow myself to just put my whole self out there and handle it as best as I can Mm -hmm. with for better or for worse. You know, I hope that was clear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying and I appreciate your humility and your heart to share that, you know, it makes me think in biblical times. Uh, there's this book I'm reading right now, highly recommend it. Uh, it's called Walking in the Dust with Rabbi Jesus. And it's about um, basically examining scripture through the lens of the society that Jesus lived in, in, uh, in uh, Jewish society. Uh, and one of the things it highlights is that uh, when walking uh, in their society, they would walk with a rabbi, which means they would literally like, be like following the rabbi like close behind like really like a feet foot behind uh and i think uh before the internet before the age we live in now uh it in that society students would follow one rabbi and it would lead to them becoming like copies of that rabbi and then you are led with uh you're left with uh schools of different thought because these rabbis have imprinted on all their students and they haven't been learning from other rabbis. So then you're, you're left with disagreements. You're left with, you know, Sadducees versus Pharisees. Like it it was crazy. And I think we're blessed with, and something Jesus tried to introduce as well, like, cause Jesus never advocated against Jewish culture. He was Jewish. Um, but something we have with, uh, today's technology and just with the way we can interact with a lot of people now and grow our social circles is that, uh, we could pick bits and pieces from different people, different people we look up to. Uh, cause I remember like when I, uh, first started out, I wanted to be like Willie. He was like the only person I knew that was in leadership. So I wanted to be like Willie. Sure. Uh, and now just by traveling and, and, uh, seeing all these different people and the different ways they, they lead and even people that aren't leaders by title, but leaders by example, you know, I'm able to pick these different pieces uh, and then you, you use these different pieces and mix it in with yourself. And then you're left with all these different types of people that lead in different ways that are good in different things and can build up the kingdom in so many different uh, ways, forms, shapes, etc. cetera. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know if that's exactly what you were saying there, but like that's kind of what I pick up on, which I think is really cool in today's day and age in the kingdom. Yeah, so I think every good mentor um has the capacity to not only impart every good thing about himself into the person that he's mentoring but also does so in a way where they can make it their own mm-hmm. um and i think that's something that i've i've really been able to see with willie and something that he's allowed me to do i think um i just i admire a lot of things about willie um but I also admire how he kind of gives me space to become my own leader more or less mm-hmm. um and so i think that's that's yeah that's that's kind of what i'm saying that um you know i i hope that i would be considered as covered in the dust of my rabbi um yeah yeah and interesting you say that that's actually the literal phrase uh that is used in the book covered in the dust of uh rabbi um yeah, hopefully I didn't miscommunicate. Yeah, I was trying to say, like, you know, in that society, uh, it, it was less individualistic than our, our society is now. But I feel like 
uh, we have a good society and where like we can learn. Um, but like people, we, we have room to grow as well and we have room to mature our own styles as well. So it's, it's awesome that, uh, Willie, and he did the same thing for me too. Like, cause I'm like, I'm nothing like Willie, dude, I'm not athletic. Uh, uh, I'm kind of more book smart, um, in that way, but he, he gave me room to lead in a way where I could still utilize those as my, uh, those things that I'm good at as my strengths, um, while still learning, uh, the way he does things as well and implementing that into my style. So that's, that's good that you mentioned that. Uh, cool. Um, so, you know, that kind of leads me to my, uh, next question is like, how has your leadership, you said you want to be involved in leadership pretty much from when you became a disciple. How has that evolved over time? It's a good question. I think when I started as a leader, I, I saw the people that I looked up to who were great speakers. Um, I think the thing that I'm most passionate about uh, in being a Christian is the ability to preach God's Word. And so I would look up to these other preachers um, that could really deliver God's Word in such a unique and powerful way. And I think something that, there's just something about that that just drove me. Um, And so I think early on, I wanted to be able to communicate the way that God changed my life in a way that was unique, in a way that was me. And I think along the way, I I think what got lost there was uh, a sort of genuineness that was just me. Uh, I think uh, that's something that maybe more or less it it looked like I took myself too serious in a way. And I'm sure I still do now, but I, I think through those growing pains, what I've really found to be one of the most important aspects of leadership is something that Willie has really imparted to me and something that even when you look in the Bible and you look at who Jesus was as a leader, you see that regardless of how many people followed him and how much knowledge he had, how much wisdom he had, how much power he had, I mean, he was God in the flesh. He was the Word incarnate. Mm -hmm. The way that he led people was relationally. It was based on the relationships that he had with people, the friendships, the connections, the the deep talks, the meals that they ate together. And so I think that's something that I missed out on early in my leadership. I think that's something that um, I've had to really chalk up as inexperience. And I also think it's something that it has allowed me to really connect with not just people that I'm leading, but even friends in mm-hmm. in a deeper way now um because my my focus isn't so much on being this great speaker or i mean of course speaking is something that i want to pursue wholeheartedly it's something that i feel immensely passionate about but the thing that i have always remembered isn't an amazing sermon it's the relational times that other people have had with me that have impacted my life in amazing ways. So, um, I think you asked what is, what's a, how have I grown in my leadership Mm -hmm. from when I was first in ministry and when I am now. And I would have to say, it's just how, it's how much emphasis I put on, uh, being a relational person. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like 
awesome response. I definitely think sometimes like we could take the relational stuff for granted, uh, right? Like especially being in campus ministry, we have devos every Friday. We usually see each other for midweek. We have a Bible talk. People are hanging out all the time. We go play volleyball, whatever whatever sport. We go eat after church. There's just so much stuff there that it's kind of easy to overlook uh, all that. Yet, when I exited campus ministry, I'm like, man, I miss all this stuff. I really do. And it's not like we didn't have that in Kalamazoo or don't have that now as a Yopro. Like, I still hang out a lot around a lot of campus people. I live right next to campus, but um, it makes it brings up a scripture in Ecclesiastes. Uh, I believe it's Ecclesiastes 6. Don't take uh, my word for it, um, but it is, it is in Ecclesiastes. Um, but, you know, Solomon talks about uh, there's nothing better than to lay under the sun uh, and to uh, eat, drink, and, and be merry with friends. Like, that's, that's a great uh, way to have fellowship. It's a great way to enjoy um, the kingdom, and Solomon talks about that, and I, I think you know, he's just saying, like, to have that relationship with people, to have that fellowship with people, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus did it all the time, like you mentioned. Uh, and I don't think he took any moment of that for granted uh, sure. right up to the Last Supper. I don't think he took any moment of that for granted at all. And uh, I don't think we should as well. So it's great you kind of mentioned that uh, and alluded to that. And you're growing in that uh, as well. That's that's awesome, bro. Amen, man. Yeah, I think it's really obvious. Solomon loved picnics. So... <laughs> Yeah. Not, I need to get up on my picnic game, apparently. Yeah, well, maybe when it cools down a little bit, bro. It's like 97 yeah, degrees is, outside right now. It is bad. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's awesome. I think, so you've kind of, you, I think something that can be really easy to do, um, especially when you're in a campus ministry and you have leadership capabilities, which you have is, um, and that's, this is even something that I've had to really grow in. Um, is you can put a lot of stock into your ability or a title. Um, and I think when we do that, God humbles us in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, something you described earlier, I think, was an instance of God humbling you and doing so to draw you closer to Him. There have definitely been instances in my leadership where that's happened. Um, failures, uh, shortcomings, all that, all the above. Um how have, I guess, your shortcomings in your ministerial leadership allowed you to become closer to God? Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a great question. You know, uh, I think a lot of a lot of my walk during my campus ministry days—not all of it, but a lot of it—I I was chasing uh, the title. I was chasing the glory. Like, uh, I think I naturally want to be the best at everything I do. I, you know, a lot of people do, but. Uh, I think I was chasing that title and I got it. I got it eventually. And then I lost it (laughs) in the space of a year. Uh, and that was humbling. Uh, but luckily there was at least some part of me that didn't have all my stock in that. Cause if I did, I probably wouldn't be following God right now if I had a hundred percent of my stock in that. Um, so I'm glad for whatever percentage of me didn't have stock in that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it humbled me. Uh, I had to rebuild from the ground up. Uh, I was literally crawling uh, in my walk with God at that point, uh, on top of having a pandemic, on top of just graduating college and figuring out the job situation. Uh, and one thing I'll always be grateful to Kalamazoo and the mission team for is it, it nobody there cared about what I did before. And that's a good thing. Nobody there cared that I, I was uh, in campus ministry. I was a leader. 
Um, nobody cared uh, that I was carrying that uh, there. Um, and I needed nobody to care because it would help me grow in immense ways in just loving God. Um, you know, even now coming back, like I, I love God. Like the job that I work is sometimes hard. I, I work in the Kansas Department of Health in, in the COVID task force. And you can imagine that's crazy now, uh, especially with the full approval of Pfizer and whatnot. Sure. Um, but one thing I'm happy to do is every morning I, I, I drive to Topeka, about a 30 minute drive, and I, I'm praying in the car. There, and then if I finish praying before I get to work, it's worship music. Uh, I'm packing boxes and listening to, to podcasts on Spotify, specifically right now, the Douglas Jacoby podcast. I highly recommend that. What up, Doug? Um, yeah, hopefully you're listening eventually. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing in my walk with God. And, and there's never a moment where you're arrived there. If, if there's a moment that we arrive there, then there's no reason for us to be here right now. Sure. Um, but I'm learning and then uh, I'm reading and I, I, it's just the way I interact with people. And I treasure every time that I get to interact with disciples now because I mm. spend eight hours a day not interacting with disciples, still learning, you know, still have my headphones in Amen. learning, but uh, not interacting with disciples as much now. So now I treasure and appreciate the times. Uh, and I'm not like in leadership per se, sure. but um I think if anybody just does that, if anybody just loves God, that prioritizes God in that way, they, they pray, they worship, they, they seek to, to learn God's knowledge and learn his wisdom like Solomon did. Um, they, they seek to be around people and they genuinely enjoy it, love it and treasure it. I think anyone's a leader at that point uh, because you've prioritized the right things. You've prioritized God's kingdom. You've prioritized the treasures he's, he's given to us that we sometimes take for granted. And uh, I think I'm learning that. I'm still continuing to learn that. Um, but I'm grateful that I'm learning that right now. Amen, man. Yeah, it reminds me of scripture um, in 1 Timothy 4, verse 16, where Paul says to Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you'll save both yourself and your hearers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a scripture that I'll, I'll read to people I'm studying the Bible with, specifically when we're checking out the importance and the purpose of the word. And I think it really applies here because Paul isn't talking to a new convert. He's not even talking to somebody who isn't a Christian. He's talking to Timothy, who's a young leader who's been charged with leading one of God's churches. But the message isn't a complex thing. Uh Sticking to God's teaching, that I mean, you could say that that's complex, but the reminder to watch both your life and your doctrine, It when we see Paul direct that to Timothy, we see that it's a principle that regardless of where you're at in your spiritual walk with God, these fundamental things are something that you never outgrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that's awesome, man. It's, it's really cool and encouraging to hear how you're finding new ways to persevere in both your life and your doctrine. And even Jeremiah 29 saying, uh, you'll find God when you seek him with your whole heart. Like, I think your experience and everything you just shared shows that finding God and seeking him with your whole heart isn't like this. It isn't this burden. It's not something that is, isn't fun and meaningless. I think it's this process that what you're describing, man, I'm just going to get in the car. I'm going to drive to my job and I'm just going to pray. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm sure though these these car rides you get out of the car and you feel so fulfilled. 
you feel you feel so refreshed you feel like everything that has been weighing on your heart is has been removed you feel like man like i just had a great time mm-hmm. connecting with god and i feel like i'm not alone i feel like somebody if there isn't anybody on this world that understands me and i know i felt like that sometimes mm-hmm. then i know god does cuz he just listened to me uh pray maniacally or you know scream at him or or whatever just tell him how i feel for the last 30 minutes so that's awesome man i i think that's really encouraging how your walk is it's kind of come full circle but also in a way where you're different than where you were when you started yeah so that's encouraging yeah dude i i definitely appreciate you saying that and you know the awesome thing is is if we if we do stuff like that it translates into the other aspects of our life and in the parts where we interact with the world specifically i have to interact with the world in my job you know sometimes it's not it's not proud work i'm doing i'm i'm packing i'm just packing boxes there's some days i sit there pack boxes filled with syringes and needles and whatnot so people can administer vaccines and uh i think in my head you know if i I could be paid more if i go went to work at amazon but because i've had that right time not an advertisement (laughs) <laughs> because I've had that uh, right time with uh, God, you know, sure. I take I take honor in my work, and hopefully, sure. hopefully, other people do too, and and can as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it rubs off in, on the people I interact with, the people that supervise me, and mm. whatnot. So uh, people take notice. The world takes notice when you align yourself with the kingdom. Yeah, Amen. Reminds reminds me of Hebrews one, where it talks about how God fulfills everything through His sanctifying word. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. So. Um, you know, one one last question I kind of have for you. Um, you know, we we've obviously been talking about the pandemic, um, but what have you been learning through this time? You know, it's obviously been it's, it's a kind of a loaded question, but um, I think it's always one people, especially since the pandemic pandemic is still going on, they need to hear. What have you been learning? What are the ways you've grown in your relationship with God, um, in your leadership through this time of not? I mean, now we can interact with each other a bit more, but especially that time where we couldn't interact with other people at all. What did that bring you? That's a great question. I think what it's, it's shown me a few things. I think one of the things it's shown me is how important it is to have a goal that I can relentlessly pursue day in and day out. I think it's shown me how important it is to be able to focus on that goal and to um, be able to put things into their proper place in adherence to that goal. Mm -hmm. I think another thing it's shown me is the importance of relationships. I think it's shown me how much of a privilege it is to be able to... uh, I'm a campus minister, but I'm also a campus student. And so mm-hmm. I have this unique kind of a situation where I'm helping to lead a campus ministry, but I'm also uh, in classes. I'm, I'm peers with a lot of the people that I'm, I've been charged with leading. And so it's, it's this interesting dynamic. And I think that what this pandemic has taught me is that it's so important regardless of where you're at but especially for me that being in person and being able to communicate on a um, physical interpersonal level 
you know, and, and to be able to see somebody's face and be with people is, it's something that I not only have grown to really love and appreciate, but it's, you know, it, it is, it is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so probably the importance of relationships, the importance of being able to be together in those relationships and how important it is to be able to have a goal that I'm focused on that uh, I can pursue throughout mm-hmm. my day. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, bro. I, I think, yeah, I think hopefully something that everybody doesn't take for granted anymore is, is the way we can interact with each other. Uh-huh, I think that's what COVID taught me for sure. Sounds like what COVID taught you, uh, as well as so many other people, is that we, we need to really cherish the times we interact with other people. And it's good that you uh, learned a lot about uh, goal setting. Uh, that's something I learned about too. And hopefully a lot of other people did because you know we're sitting there by ourselves. Um, and hopefully we just all didn't bum out during the pandemic. There were times I did, admittedly. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a time of betterment and a time where we could, we could be better on ourselves and really then also cherish the way we interact with other people too. So like a double-edged sword there. Um, but yeah, man, that was kind of... Uh, what I had for you, uh, you have anything else for me? Sure. Yeah, man. I think so. Yeah, that was a great question. It kind of reminds me, you know, some somebody once said that a person without a goal will never uh, fulfill their full potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's something that drives me and stuff. And hopefully, if you're listening, like that's something that can motivate you too. Uh, we we're, God made us in His image, and God inherently has a goal. It's to, it's to bring his people back. And so if God has a goal and when we see the life of Jesus, that Jesus relentlessly pursues his goal, we have to have the same. We have to have a, we have to have one of our goals. We have to have a goal that we are constantly in pursuit of because it teaches us about things. But, um, man, what made you want to start this podcast? Yeah, I think, um, so I'm not, a natural like I've never done a podcast before so even like walking in here today it was kind of like oh we're in a sound booth and you know I thought we would just be sitting right next to a computer we professional which, which we are um but yeah it's it's more of a professional setting um you know I think I really am just so inspired by how many people uh that God has blessed uh not only me but both of us and everyone with knowing in the kingdom and how many different stories there are, how many different uh, walks, as we said earlier, and roads uh, and twists and turns that, that lead, uh, lead us to heaven, to lead us to God's kingdom. Uh, and I'm like, wow, we need to talk about this. We need to hear people's stories. We need to hear people's walks and hear about people's roads and, and where it's taking them. Uh, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad we got to share about uh, us today, um, but in the future, we're going to hear from other people. And I, I want, I want to hear other people's stories. There are people that are way better at serving than me. There are people that are way better at leading than me. Uh, there are people that are way better at giving and, and hosting and, and whatnot, the, a variety of gifts, uh, that are affiliated with the body of Christ. And, uh, I think it's awesome to be able to hear that for ourselves. I think it's uh, awesome for our listeners to hear that and identify because, uh, I think some people sometimes struggle with, I know there's a time where I struggled with, man, I don't have any gifts. I don't have any ways I could serve the kingdom of God. I'm kind of just like 
a one-dimensional bum more or less but uh that's not true that's not true for me that's not true for anybody uh there's so many different ways we could serve the kingdom so many different uh paths we could uh take they all lead to the same place they all have different twists and turns and uh that's why i really wanted to start this podcast is to be able to highlight that uh not only for us but for but for other people to hear uh, maybe they're wondering what they can do next uh, especially people our age you know, whether you're in a teen campus student uh, young professional uh, I think that's the time of life where you're, you're wondering man what can I do how can I glorify God's kingdom how can what do I have to do in life and I think this is a good way to put that out there amen well so I, I think something that as we kind of close here just to kind of circle back and recover everything that we've kind of talked about. This is a podcast that's really focused on allowing people an opportunity to not only uh, hear Karn and I's experience in the kingdom of God, but to also hear the experience of the hopefully many yes that we will have uh, in the coming coming sessions. Um, as always, we, we really appreciate... Uh, the opportunity to connect with uh, new brothers and sisters, new listeners. So um, please don't don't hesitate to hit up Karn or I. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, um, and uh, yeah, we would we would love to hear from you guys. So uh, I think something that as we close, I think uh, our prayer is that this is a, a podcast that can. Give people a great opportunity to know others in God's kingdom, but to also not feel like they're the only ones going through what they're going through. Um, so, Karin, really appreciate this opportunity to kind of connect over um, a shared passion like podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we can plan on doing from here on out is getting together, getting in the booth, chopping it up, and recording something every Friday from here on out. So. Um, and if not Friday, uh, we hope to have something coming weekly. So, um, again, we appreciate you guys listening. Thankful for the opportunity to, uh, get in here with you guys. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as always, we look forward to the next time. So until then, Karn, you have any last thoughts? Yeah, just, uh, thanks for listening and God bless your day. Amen. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, guys. Later.